Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today we're talking editing. All right, so I'm excited to announce that I have three more chapters left of my rounds of edits. Now, while I've edited, I've come up with these strategies and plans for myself on how I work each chapter at a time, and I really feel confident about the pacing the effectiveness of this these strategies that I'm employing so I know that they're you know shaping up the work and that's a good thing but I also know that I need to do more than just go through and do developmental edits and line edits so how do I do it well I need to catch myself holistically um, through the book so I came up with this idea when I had, uh, I've been talking with authors and they're telling me, you know, get your first chapter recorded, put it up there as a free giveaway of you reading your first chapter. So I was like, okay, I can definitely do that. Um, I don't need Audible for that. I don't need fancy equipment to do my first chapter and record it for fans. I can just be recording it with the equipment that I have at home and um, give a disclaimer that it is not with professional um, sound equipment that I'm doing this, but that I'm so, you know, happy to share chapter one. So I've had that on my mind for a while, and that is going to be released after I do my pre-order party. So that's got to be, you know, pretty much a part of that night, that announcement, you know, follow my newsletter and you'll get a sneak peek at chapter one read by me. So that's a part of that plan. Well, I've also talked with other authors that say they read their entire manuscripts out loud. They'll have their voice recognition software to read their manuscript. And I actually had students to read the prologue out loud. And we talked about prologues. Now, I'm not going to have students at my job read my entire book out loud. Um, There is no way I would be able to get any of the work done that I have to get for their standards. And I just can't do that. However, the prologue was like uh, a paragraph. And so we talked it through and I was excited and 
and shared what I, I had been doing in, my, in our announcement sessions of class. But what can I do with this read aloud to help me with my editing? Well, I'm going to tell you. When I had a student to read the very beginning out loud, I was like, oh, that doesn't really flow like I'm reading it in my head. So I've come up with two things to do. The first is for me to read it aloud and record it. And that means on a couple of days in the car, that's only two days in the car, I'm going to play it back on my phone and listen to it while I'm driving, like an audiobook. Now, I don't have a lot of time that I can carve out and schedule, so if there's going to be a couple of days where you don't see me uh, up here on the podcast, well, I'm trying out this technique, and I will reflect on it and give you guys what I've learned from it. <laughs> um, so just be patient with me. Just know that um, I'm in the car, and I'm not talking to you. I'm listening to myself talk. Another option that I've considered is to talk to my children and ask them to do a partner read with me. One page I read, one page they read. Um, We employ that strategy when I'm homeschooling. So I was thinking, you know, if this would serve as a read aloud in a family, like how does it flow? How does it sound? And it gives me an opportunity to hear another voice. But I'm going to read it straight off while I'm having my computer up with my um, one page on, one page off. I'm not going to print it because that way if I catch something, when I hear my child read the page, then I'll know, okay, I've got to, you know, fix this really, you know, quick. Let's fix this dialogue. Um, The issue with having uh, to read it with my 11-year-old Last summer, when I did read a part with him because I needed help on the fight scene, and he's really creative, um, and he loves that kind of stuff, and, and they're, um, they've got tons of, you know, movie experience and gaming experience, and so I wanted it to be um, kind of cool for them. Um, he got scared, and so it is a horror book. And I realized that maybe this year I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm going to have to maybe ask my uh, 16-year-old, who says nothing can scare him in a book, uh, to help me with those parts. So, like, all of the initial parts, um, I can read with my 11-year-old. And then when I start getting into uh, Chapter 7 and beyond... (laughs) then I might need to uh, employ my other child to step in and let's do some sessions together. And so reading the book aloud is one thing, but then listening to yourself is another. I'll tell you that I'm working pro writing aid, and I really do see the benefit of it. I'm really glad that I bought it. I'm still learning it though. Um, I don't necessarily um, like the way that the errors like line up on the right hand side. Um, I haven't figured out how to uh, 
do all of the functions effectively yet. I'm going to have to watch some YouTube videos on it. I only watched YouTube videos on the review of the program itself versus Grammarly. I did not like watch. Here's the best way to use it. <laughs> so I was just playing around with some of the screens and one of the ones that I really care about is readability. And because I'm a teacher, uh, the readability statistics, um, that's really your lexile level, the ability to see how long or short your sentences are, what is your average length of sentences, and the reading time shows up, which I was really impressed with that. How many of you, when you get to a Kindle book and you see the time, the time left, it kind of helps motivate you through. So, for example, when I was reading um, a book the other day, it said I had 31 minutes left of a book. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, I've got 30 more minutes. That means that I'm not going to just put it down and come back to it. I'm just going to finish it up. Um, and then on the Kindles, as soon as you open up your Kindle book, it'll tell you the approximate time that it would take to be able to read something. Now, I'm on YouTube showing my students at school for example you know when we're reading fahrenheit 451 like if we would have just read it straight through you've got narrators on there the voiceover actors and it's like five hours to six hours to read fahrenheit and so when i see how much fahrenheit is like a 40 some thousand word i believe don't quote me on that but um i think it's um, estimated around 50,000 a little bit less and it says you know it takes five to six hours for these narrators to read I saw where it says it's gonna take four and a half hours if somebody would approximately read mine so I was like okay that's interesting look at the difference in um, the Fahrenheit and now mine is like 60,000 words so I would like to see how that pacing goes. What does it feel like to read the entire book aloud? Um, and how long does that take? And so that way when I'm talking to people, you know, people will say, well, how long did you read that book? And I'll say, oh, it only took me a couple of hours. They look at me like I'm crazy because I am a fast reader in my head now. But now when I'm gonna read something out loud, to record it for the sound of everything I will take my time but it's it would be cool to see how long could it take you to finish your novel um, and you can record it and you can write down different chapter titles um, you can write down the times per chapter that way if you get like a very long-winded oh my gosh is this chapter ever gonna end moment yourself when you're reading it out loud imagine the painful experience that can cause to our reader <laughs> and we might need to go in and figure out how we need to tighten up um, I think that could be a good indicator as well for your consistency if you're pacing so that's gonna be one of my new goals of editing and I'm looking forward to that and yes, I know that that's going to cause me some extra work. However, I think it's valuable. You know, I'm thinking of me driving in the car and, you know, if I'm listening to myself, 
that might actually be a mistake. You see how I've circled myself back and um, the longer I talk through this and brainstorm it with you guys, I'm recognizing I don't have a way then to edit on the spot. And I'm going to forget when I get home after a tired day of working. So that might not be such a good idea. So maybe not the morning commute. Um, maybe the afternoon commute that gives me, you know, an hour to be able to listen. And I might be able to do that in five days if I do it that way. But then that's going to cut into my June 1st deadline. So I might just do the five in the morning till, you know, nine in the morning and have it playing and have myself in front of my screen and scrolling down and reading and pausing when I need to to correct some flow, some sentence flow mistakes. That's probably what I'll do. See, I've just changed my my mind. But I'm a woman and I can do that. So can you. Men too. So the good thing about plans, as you've just seen me do, is that you've got to really consider all different angles and you've got to decide if you are going to have a goal like this, you don't want to waste that opportunity to actually edit the work. It's not just about listening to yourself talk. It's about evaluating each scene as you go. Now, I could have my computer in front of me while I'm doing this, but I could also have my note cards in front of me, and I can also do my roller coaster technique. Looking for shifts uh, in tone and making sure that I have um, the positive and negatives in just the right spot. So you could also do those edits while you're listening to yourself read it back. Or you could splinter it out and you could do a different skill each time. It's according to what your time frame is. I know last night on Twitter, uh, they asked, you know, like, where are you at right now? And I told them, you know, and they were like, wow, that's so awesome. You know, I wish I could stick to deadlines. And I took a picture of the corner and I said, yeah, I've got, you know, this many to go. Well, by the time I went to bed, I only had three chapters left. And I told them, you know, taking pictures can help motivate and keep you, you know, focused. You can go back and look at those pictures. And it's almost like you're giving yourself validation of how far you've come. So I went back and I looked at um, my launch team because I have an active launch team with the Hartwell Chronicles. And if you guys want to be on the street team and you have not signed up yet, you definitely still have time to do so. You can email me at jenlowrywrites at gmail.com where I talk about dates and goals and um, what's happening behind the scenes, things that I don't get to share. Like my street team and my launch team, they've already seen my cover uh, that I'm actually not going to reveal to the public until June 13th. So I looked back last night and here I was looking at the first chapters one through three edits and it was on may 5th and now i'm near the end of that first round 
and I'm really impressed with the speed and the focus um, that I'm plowing through this work. I just think about all the time that I lost. Then I have to say, no, you can't do that because the timing wasn't right and I needed to learn you know, a lot more about myself, about writing, about techniques. And so even if I would have went in last summer and extensively edited the book, it might not have come out the way it's coming out now. And buddy, let me tell you, I've learned a lot over the past year. And I know that within this time frame and next year, it's gonna really grow. My, my skill level will. One, I'm reading more than I've ever read in my life, <laughs> I think, with my 70 book challenge up and going. And I'm really tuned in with a lot of authors now because of the podcast. And as my audience grows, so do my connections, and so does my understanding of this work. And so I want to thank you guys, because you give me an opportunity, too, to get on here every day and say, hey, let's try this. You could do it this way. Maybe you could do it that way. Uh, uh, and by the end of the conversation, I've already got a new plan again. You guys help me with my brainstorming. And, you know, when we're always challenging ourselves with our editing or with our writing, there's no way we're going to stay the same. There's no way. We're going to grow one way or the other. We're going to learn something from it. And I'm telling you, I've learned a lot about my writing from reading Fahrenheit 451 while I'm writing this, or rewriting and edits and doing scene um, inclusion. That last year, so last year I read Fahrenheit because I read it every year. So last year, I read Fahrenheit in maybe, I'm trying to think of what month, maybe March or April, maybe. And then in July, I wrote the Hartwell Chronicles. Well, I think that, you know, we always talk about the style that we love, the authors that we love. Um, we may write the way that we love to read. So I love the short choppiness. I love um, the questioning, just the style of Fahrenheit 451. And as soon as one of my students started to read it, she said, hey, this kind of sounds a little like Ray Bradbury. And I'm like, baby, I wish, I just so wish that you know, it could be to the quality of Ray Bradbury, but I can see now what you mean. And it took her saying that while we were reading Fahrenheit to notice it. She's also the one that said I was a bleeding ink. So, um, kudos to that child for picking up things. But while you edit, you also have to look for things like that. You don't just look for commas. You don't just look for, did I get the spacing right? Or, oops, you know. I spelled this word completely ridiculous and it didn't pick it up because it was, um, you know, like a, a replacement word. Like, you don't pick things up just like that for line editing and you say you're done. I've learned so much now about tone and style 
and theme development and character development just by, you know, reading, reading, reading so much work. And I've had another year to observe the world. To hear teenage dialogue. <laughs> because I'm around teenagers all day long and all night. So I have another year of that. And so with every new experience, your editing is going to look different. And so, no, maybe it wasn't time for the edits. It was the time for the write it, even though it was a little bit messy. And I will tell you guys, I've said it again, 55,000 to 70,000 words is what I wanted my novel to be. I was leaning more towards, let's hope I can get it to 55,000. However, I'm now at 62,000. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm still in my range. That's why I think it's important for you to get yourself a range. I'm not going to panic with my range until I get to 69,000. And then I go, wait a minute. But I really don't think between now and three chapters later, I'm going to write, you know, 7,000 more words. I will say, last night, I said to my husband, when you get to a part, a certain part, tell me if you think I'm missing a chapter. Because I may miss something I don't know. Like, I'm kind of split-brained about it. One part of me says, no, it's not needed. Um, it, it'll mess with the pacing. Another part of me says, but it could explain a lot of things. Then I talk myself back out of it and I go, no, I don't want it to explain that part yet. That'll be for book two. So you see, like I'm battling it out. And the side that says hold it for book two is the part of me that is excited about the series. And I know I can't give it all away now. So leaving it alone, dropping the hint there was fine. I think that I'm just going to leave that thread. Um, but I want to see what my husband thinks because he is like such a good critique partner. I cannot even begin to tell you. Um, and he read, he read up uh, late last night while I was editing. And it's, you know, he has such valuable, you know, questioning to engage with me about the text that I could jump right back in to my main copy and, you know, problem solve with him right away. That's the beauty of having a beta reader right in your house that um, enjoys a particular genre that you're writing in. So, on to recording yourself. Even if it's just your prologue, Maybe it's just chapter one. Maybe you don't want to do your whole novel like I'm going to do. Whatever, you know, you're going to do, record chapter one first. Save it as a separate file. And then keep going. Or you may say, no, I might have a lot more edits in chapter one. So, you don't necessarily have to save it all that, that way now. And you just read chapter one, 
right before you have your release. I mean, you can do that. My goal is to pretty much, when I, when I go through this, is to make sure that by June 13th, I have chapter one recorded. So you see how my plan for the book just added a new piece on my calendar. So if I know my book is going to be up for pre-order on Ingram Spark, that it's going to be up there on June 13th, and I'm going to have my cover reveal party and my pre-order party on the same day on Facebook Live, then that means that I need that chapter one ready. I also need wallpaper ready because I'm creating a wallpaper with my cover that I'm going to give away as a desktop wallpaper and it's also going to be um, an image that can be made as a background on a phone too. I'm going to do some of those. I got that idea from an author who showed me his phone and it has his picture as his background. It's his book. Um, and so I'm definitely going to make some of those and I'm going to have um, those digital pieces ready for the party. So guys, just, you know, as you're planning and going, always have an awareness of your goals, but also your calendar deadlines. And sure enough, I'm watching a bird grabbed a worm and flew off into a tree in front of me. Uh, I made it to work early, early this morning um, to get to catching up with some emails because I was in testing yesterday. And um, it is true, the early bird does catch the worm. And so for me, that means, yes, getting up earlier, um, making sure that I utilize that time effectively when I am up, that I am not on social media, that I'm not making podcasts and making YouTube videos. Um, you, If you see me a couple of days, just like, you know, I don't make the as many podcasts on the weekends anyway because that's my time with the kids. But if, um, if I have a couple of days where it's quiet, just know that I'm coming back but that I'm in a, a tight deadline and I want to use a lot of that morning time to work the, the book. So, wish me luck and say a prayer for me that the Lord continues to provide me with the wisdom that I need to be able to edit this work to bring God glory. And I'm going to be praying for you that whatever stage that you're at, that you're going to continue pushing through, that you don't let barriers stand in your way, that you climb over those walls, and you get to work. All right, have a blessed one. If you're looking for my challenge devotionals on Amazon, go right on over and type in Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry and you'll see my 30-day everyday mom challenge, my 30-day teacher challenge, fingerprint curriculum for my homeschool families, and one that's closest to my heart is the Happy Renewal Year Challenge devotional. I dare you to go and check them out today. You can also find that they're on Kindle Unlimited because I want you guys to have access. I often put them up for free uh, promotional items. I'll do countdowns. Um, 
So that way, you can grab one, you can gift them with a friend, you can share them out on your sites, and people can go on this journey with us. In December of 2019, look out for the release of my author challenge devotional. I'm looking forward to that one and sharing it with you. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.